Today, I speak to Andy White, who enlisted the help of Sam Marwood of Cultivate Farms to turn her family's dream of owning a farm into a reality. Andy was among a growing group of landless farmers who could prove they were productive farmers but couldn't quite get a foothold in the property market. She talks about how she made it happen with Cultivate Farms, which matches retiring farmers with aspiring farmers and investors. As property prices skyrocket, creating significant barriers to dynamic young farmers entering the market, and ageing farmers look for ways to continue living on productive, regeneratively managed land, on this season of Farming Together, our host Amanda Scott explores the ins and outs of a collaborative and creative solution that's quickly gaining momentum. Share farming on this season of Farming Together. Could you just give us a bit of a background, Sam, about Cultivate Farms and maybe about how that led you to meeting Andy? Well, our vision was that we would find someone like Andy. Uh, when we first started, we we co-founders of Tim and Tegan Hicks and both uh, of our journeys in life are that um, we were grew up on farms and we wanted our parents to give us the farm and then one day they said no and so ownership dreams crushed and we went and did other things and but we still want to own our own farms uh, and then one day we were just talking and Tim Tim Hicks said uh, imagine if there's a business that could help find farms for young people because all I want to do is own my farm but I don't, I don't have five million bucks and I went back to being a, a little kid again. And when my parents said no, when I asked them for the, for the farm, you know, now if they said that and I was you know, eight years old, I would say, that's okay. I still know how to own my farm and I'm going to be a farmer. Um, and so that's been our journey is how do you make ownership possible for those who aren't going to inherit and maybe starting from scratch? And we're saying it's possible. Uh, and uh, people like Andy, farmers that we want to uncover and support to say ownership is possible, go for it, stick at it. Fantastic. And so, Andy, how did you come to meet Sam? Our farm ownership journey basically started with a bit of devastation when we were offered a farm and we went to the bank and the bank said no. And we kind of went, oh, what do we do now? Like we were just devastated and kind of went, well, there's we want to be farmers we're going to be farmers we've been told no but we're not going to take no for an answer there's got to be some other way out there somehow and then we'd seen kind of cultivate farms the name kind of you know popped up here and there and and so i decided to give sam a call and and got in touch and and started our journey from there and basically just to try and have some kind of hope that we could actually do this so sam came to the rescue when you were telling me initially about your story that this farm that you wanted to buy was actually the farm next door. Correct, yes. Is that right? Yeah. And so you're looking you're looking at the farm next door, it's coming up for sale, all your dreams are about to come true and then, yeah. and then the bank said no. It surrounds our, our place on three sides. So we basically said, you know, if everything comes up for sale, we want it. They offered it to us and the bank just said straight out, right, no, you don't have the money. No, there's no way this is going to happen. And so someone else jumped in and actually bought the farm. That's when we kind of went, well, we need to do something about this. This is We can't let this happen again. This perfect opportunity was presented to us. There's no way that we can let this slip out of our hands again. If something else comes along, we need to be ready. So we went through the Cultivator program. We started in November and did the Cultivator program and it basically set us up with the tools to be able to have the confidence to go forward. So 
we put together a pitch, which is like a part of the program where you basically put together like your business case and say, this is what I want and this is how we think we're going to achieve that. Went through and kind of revisited what our actual goals were, what we wanted to get out of it, why we wanted a farm and what kind of farm we wanted and all that kind of stuff, how we're going to make it happen. We surrounded ourselves with our like tiger team, as Adam called it. That meant that we went and found a, a new bank manager who would actually wanted to say yes to us and went and found a new accountant who knew more about farming and our situation and what would work for us. And we surrounded ourselves with a team of people who wanted us to succeed. And with the tools that Cultivator gave us, we we had all our ducks basically line up in a row. And then finally, just by some small miracle, the actual farm sale fell through for the property that we wanted. And by that time, we basically jumped in and said, guess what, we are ready to fire. And we had our solicitor, our bank manager, our account, we had all our money lined up, we had an investor, we had everything ready to go and we just jumped on it and signed the contract within like a week, you know. Wow. <laughs> we were we couldn't have done it without having the tools that Cultivate gave us. We would have been probably just still puddling around kind of going, oh, geez, hang on, here's the opportunity again now. What are we going to do? How are we, oh, my gosh, you know. So it just put us in a position that we were on the front foot as opposed to the other way around. I can hear three things coming out from what you've just said, which is about having the confidence, having the right people around you who have the expert advice but also want you to succeed yeah, and having the right tools to support you through that process. 100%. I don't think we would have done that otherwise. You just kind of you've got your friends, you've got your mentors or whatever, but it's really reaching for the stars and finding those people who you aspire to and people who've already done it in front of you, you know, don't reinvent the wheel, find those people, those successful people, don't be afraid to get out there and ask them for help. And and it's amazing the response we got from people when we started asking people for help. It's amazing how much you can kind of fluff people's feathers up when you ask them for advice because you think that they're, you know, they're good. They, they love giving you advice and stuff like that. So to surround ourselves with those kind of people, it boosted our confidence as well and made us think, oh, we can do this. We can do this. And we did. So it worked. Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. And and so and before, Sam, I delve into asking you more about the Cultivate program, I want you to tell me about your farm. Tell me about your new farm, Andy. Oh, it's amazing. It's got a creek that runs through it. So it's an ephemeral creek. It comes and goes, but it's got a big centre pivot irrigator on it. So we've got plenty of irrigated cropping country. At the moment, we've got wheat growing in there and we've got cattle and we've just sold off some lambs. But it's um, hopefully should be able to already, like this year come harvest, should be able to pay some of the bills. <laughs> so, and it has a house. So we can actually, if anything falls through with where we kind of currently are, we're going to move up there soon. Before then, we had no house. So if anything had happened in our current situation, we'd have to go and live under a bridge or something somewhere. <laughs> so that's um, having four children, it's nice to know that we actually have our own four walls around us. So Definitely a bit of a sense of security. Yeah, absolutely, Yeah, which is very important. And, and I'm very, very excited to move. It's only the size of a shoebox, but I'm so excited to go up and have my own place. <laughs> Sam, so 
So I've heard kind of two reasons why people might be looking to come and connect with you. Firstly, your own reason and, and, and the whole catalyst which started this was not be able to take over the family farm for whatever reason. The other one that Andy said is, you know, not having the capital behind you to, to purchase the farm or not being not having the right conditions to present you as a suitable candidate, I guess, for purchasing the farm. What are some of the other reasons that you see that people might want to connect with you? Well, first of all, I just had tingles that whole time. Like Andy's, Andy Hayden's story is just just the reason why we started. So I'm, I just hope people play that over again and just listen to what Andy was talking about, that we are about unlocking what farmers already want you know already want they they are good enough and they they can attract people around them to get on their farm they just need someone to kick them along and encourage them and, and give them case studies and that's I guess what we're doing but to answer your your question Amanda I think the other part of this story and Andy mentioned investors the other part is retiring farmers so we we know that inheritance of farms is the traditional way and you know going to be the most common way that this, this happened and I think it's a beautiful part of our our society that farms get handed down through the generations but there are those who don't want to give their farm to the kids or, or don't have kids to hand the farm on to so there's retiring farmers out there who love the idea of aging on farm and don't want to go anywhere but need someone to come in and they're open to the idea of sharing and i know that's a really big concept but sharing pretty much is and that's what you're all about as well amanda Sharing, we think, is the number one ticket for, for next generation farmers to get into ownership. And we also think it's a really beautiful thing for farmers who want to age on farm, um, who don't want to sell up and walk away and, and still want to maintain their legacy and, and, and realise the vision for their farm. So we are finding there are many farmers, and it's not for everyone, but there are many farmers out there who are eager to find a family like Handy and Hayden or find an, a version of themselves 30 or 40 years ago or whatever, you know, that they can back and support and build a relationship with and then and offer that ability to maybe buy in or share in the operation over time. But we just think that is a, a really beautiful outcome, not only for them, but for your, your community, that um, you can stay on the farm, you can semi-retire, uh, maybe you get paid to drive around on the tractor, but you can be on the footy board or um, you know, be on the water board or do other things, go play tennis more knowing that you've also supported a, a younger family into the community. Absolutely. And we actually spoke to, I've spoken to Gordon, one of our older farmers who has done something just like that. And, and the way you describe it is exactly how he talks about it. You know, the joy of being able to stay on the farm, the almost like feeling valued, being able to almost be a mentor to to the, the other farmers that he has on this farm, still being involved, but, you know, nipping off for a cruise with his wife, which is, you know, the first holiday he's been able to have in a really long time and being able to leave the farm with minimal stress and worry that everything's everything's fine. Like it's, um, it's great hearing these stories. And on the other side, I've had, got the opportunity and the privilege to interview not not la- not people who've been able to buy the farm like you Andy but others who've been able to come into other leasing arrangements young farmers in particular whose you know life dream is being able to be realized through these opportunities to share to learn from each other they've got that financial that strong financial underpinning but there's that willingness of people to work together to create something that you know otherwise there's missed opportunities on both sides so I'm totally hear you, Sam, there. So tell us a bit more about this Cultivate program and how it works. 
Well, we've realized that after many years of talking to people and figuring out how to make ownership possible, that the ball really is in the next generation's hands. Um, there are retiring farmers who want to share ownership, but they, they it's you know, imagine trying to find somebody to take on your farm when you, you're farming yourself. It's hard to find those people. And how do you go around motivating them? They're probably good enough, but they're, they're not taking to the next level of, well, I don't think they're ready. Are they ready? I'm not sure. And do I go and ask them? So and then from an investor point of view, there are investors in your local community who would love to buy a farm, but probably don't realise it or don't know how it happens. And there's investors all over Australia. So we've realised there is a demand for next generation farmers to own their farm. Um, it's just people don't realise it. And that especially the next generation don't realise it. They feel like they're asking for something that is impossible or that um, they're not allowed to. But we're saying, no, no, there are so many opportunities out there. There are people who want to back you. The issue is you haven't told anyone. You probably are good enough and you've probably got a little bit of savings and and you've got a great reputation. Now you've got to package that up, get the Tiger team, as Andy talked about, get your numbers right, prove you're a good farmer, go work on a farm for 10 years, tough it out. But at the same time, build your financial models, prove your farming methods and then keep looking for those opportunities. Heard, uh, you know, an entrepreneur is when they're talking because they're always just talking about their idea. And that's what I guess you should be thinking about all the time is at dinner parties, at the footy club, wherever is saying, I'm going to own my farm. Do you know anyone who has a farm available? And through that doors open, we've, we've um, got flyers ready for people to download and put their name on and stick it on walls in the community hall. We've got draft letters people can write, handwrite and put in letterboxes all over wherever they want. The bottom line is the next-gen farmer needs to be ready and confident in themselves and continually out there hunting for opportunities because they're out there. That is the bottom line. So Cultivator is all about supporting farmers to go through that journey, like pulling Andy and Hayden pulled apart their whole mindset around what what do we really want? Do we really want this? Yes, we do. Why are we doing it? Should we do it? Yes, no. And what, you know, some nights they go to bed saying, no, we're not going to do it. And other nights they go, yes, we're going to do it. And finally they're like, no, we're going to do it. We know we're going to do it. We know we're going to get people knock us at the pub and say, you're so cocky that you're going for your farm. But they get to that point, like we're doing it. And then everything clicks in from there around, oh, I'll have my business plan. I'll get my numbers, target team. And then I'll wait. Plus also hunt for opportunities. So Really, we're just unlocking the potential of farmers out there and kicking them along and saying, it is up to you. No more complaining. We don't want to hear you complain that farms are expensive or there's no opportunities. You go create them. And this isn't about taking any opportunity. This is about you selecting something that's going to work for you and whoever you partner with. But go for it. There's nothing holding you back anymore. Absolutely. And as Andy said, you just go around and ask everybody, talk to everybody, ask people for advice, talk that confidence to just go for it open up the doors. Absolutely. I'll, I'll add on to that, Sam, in what you're saying with um, handing out flyers and, and whatever to um, anyone to let them know you want to buy the farm. I want to say that Hayden sent no less than probably 10 emails to the owner of the farm saying things like starting off being quite, you know, please, 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 can we buy the farm? If it, you know, can we ever buy this farm if it comes up for sale? Please, 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 this is, you know, we're, we're very keen. If, just please think of us first and all that kind of stuff. And then it got to the stage of like, we will give you like a lifetime of firewood supply. We will name our, you know, children after you. We will, like, it, there was, and it was quite humorous, but it was, it was honest. It was like, please just think of us first. And that was one of the biggest things that came of it was just, 
putting ourselves out there, having confidence to put ourselves out there and say, think of us first. We are here. We are keen. We will do the right thing by you. So that's a, a big thing that came of it too that I found was uh, contributed to our success was that we kind of proven ourselves that we had morals and the right values and things like that, that the, the owner was quite happy to sell it to us knowing that we had his values and morals that he shared as well. So he, and there, and there were farmers like that everywhere who want to retire but don't want to sell out to the big guys. And if they can help a young farming family who's got kids who will play cricket and footy and contribute to the school committees and be there on farm to help out when there's a fire next door or whatever, these young families are being lost in the communities when the big corporates come in and buy up. And so a lot of people are, are happier to know that there's actually a community being supported by these young farming families moving in. And I think that that gives you a real upper hand to go in and say, we will do this, we just need a little bit of help because the corporates can obviously come in with a big blank checkbook, which gives them an advantage. And so I think it's nice to stick it to the big guys and... <laughs> So it is it is actually a really appealing model for regional and rural communities. It's just as you say that people may lack the confidence or the know-how or the access to people and resources they need to actually go about stepping it up. And that's where you fill that gap, Sam. If I had to do one thing to support regional decline, it would be ensuring every retirement age farmer think about sharing ownership. And if they just simply think about it, then that would create the demand for this next generation to be good enough and to go pick fruit and do the hard work because they know there is a pathway. And it's just that sharing ownership sometimes is a, a horrible discussion to have for some people. They just don't want to talk about it because, you know, it's a family thing. That's great. But some, they just need to know it's possible. And if, if that flow of shared ownership deals were happening continually all over Australia and promoted, we would have no issue with regional decline. We'd have a brain drain from the city and we'd have people who are sitting in skyscrapers now who would be loved to own their farm but never knew it was possible. They'd be leaving and, and heading back onto farms. So I think sharing ownership is so key and retiring farmers especially have so much power to support their community and also make money. Absolutely. So hopefully there's a lot of farmers out there who are thinking of retiring who are listening to this podcast. Absolutely. And the other side of that is the investors. You know, they're probably retired farmers with money in the bank thinking, how do I play the share market? And we're saying to them, well, why not reinvest back into your local community and invest with a couple of your mates? We could do a little farm shark tank event for your community and, and get the best six farmers to pitch and you, you back them and create a bit of fanfare around it. I guess that's the other thing that comes out of our cultivator programs is the carrot that um, each of the farmers can present to a panel of investors. And these investors are either local or across Australia, but they're people who get the idea of sharing ownership and, and want the farmers to be in control. You create a three-minute video and a two-page summary. And out of that, we've got farmers talking to investors right now, pulling together deals. And I guess that's the hope we're going to offer communities. If you're a retiring farmer, if you're a bank manager, if, you're, if you own the elders or the, the machinery sales company, that's you can be part of supporting your community and getting next generation farmers in by spending your own money by investing in farms, setting up a little farm investment fund or, 
or working to encourage that next generation and give them a kick along and say, you know, it's possible to own your farm. We want you to stay here. You're a great person. What do you need for me to help you to keep motivated? I heard you say something before, Andy, which I thought that that's really important and I'd like to talk more about that. You, you spoke about the importance of making sure that the values were aligned between yourself and, and the owner. Because there's a lot of big corporate farms around here that come in and buy up a lot of the land and they run it like a big corporate entity and you know that they're just out there to make a buck and which is fair enough. They've got people they have to answer to and profit that they have to make for the shareholders and all that kind of stuff. And it's all very legitimate and that's how you run a business. But for us ourselves being just small-time farmers, we care a lot more about the little things and the quality of the soil and the animal husbandry and the longevity of the land and looking after it more and see the small details and and we're in it for the long haul we're in it for the rest of our lives basically we're not here to just turn a profit and wait till the property market goes up and then sell it off again where we are invested in the property itself and I think that says a lot for for people who you know want to pass it obviously if someone else is retiring off the land they've looked after it and they've been their custodian of that land for the last 30 or 40 years that might have come from their parents and their grandparents they don't want to just hand it over to some corporate who's going to come and bulldoze it all and put in a feedlot or whatever you know it's it's nice to kind of be able to give them that confidence that what they've worked so hard for and poured their heart and soul into is going to be cared for and loved and loved you know <laughs> we love it we love our farm these days everyone's really interested in the provenance of their food and you know everyone's interested in knowing like they get little qr codes that are on your milk and on your your meat products and stuff like that that you can see these days and you can say oh this you know i'm eating this steak that came from this cow from tokemol or whatever and you can trace the provenance of your food as an investor, how nice would it be to know the provenance of your money, where your money's coming from? If you're yeah. an investor and you're getting a return on this money, isn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to say, oh, you know, instead of having all my my money invested in Facebook shares or whatever, I'm actually invested in a Absolutely. small farming family, and this is their a picture of them, and I can come and stay with them on the farm, or come and get firewood, or go camping, or do whatever, or get you know boxes of lamb or whatever they're interested in and have know the provenance of where their money's coming from, which I think that's a bit something a bit unique that um, I think people would be interested in this day and age. I, I definitely think that's where investment will head, should head, and hopefully it'll catch on. Well, it's, and it's all possible. And it's also, it's not like this is new. People form syndicates and, and invest locally. Like people buy the local hardware store together and, you know, people don't really know about it. The accountants do the deal on the back end and, you know, things like this happen all the time. And um, share farming happens, vendor finance happens all the time. There's nothing in here that we're talking about, which is a new legal structure or a weird arrangement. These are just stock standard arrangements. We're focusing on highlighting them more. Uh, because farmers are very modest people. That's my issue is it's hard to get a farmer <laughs> to talk themselves up and get themselves out there. But that is what is needed to get a farmer onto their farm, but also to inspire somebody else to think like this. Um, but it's nothing here is new. We're rinsing and repeating. We just want to make more great matches happen and, and make those partnerships happen so we can 
rejuvenate regional communities and and uh, have a healthy and productive landscape. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Sam, as the matchmaker, which sounds a little bit so part of what you do, we've heard about Andy talk about the importance of making sure that people are on the same page, that values are aligned and so forth. What's the kind of process that you go through or how does that work for you with matching, you know, farmers and investors? And We leave that with the, the both the parties or how many parties there are. Um, I remember when we first started, people said to us, you'll have to vet the farmers, you have to make sure that you know, they're absolutely perfect. And then after talking to people, you know, humans are, are strange in that who knows why they do anything. And so we've decided it, we're leaving it up to both parties to figure out who they like. So our job is to maximise the number of next generation farmers who are motivated and willing to have a crack, to maximise the number of retiring farmers willing to think about sharing and to maximise the number of people who think about investing. And then we put them together. And if they like each other, they great. If they don't, great. Um, I think it's that having a river of people, river of opportunities is the need. And it might be that someone isn't good enough, but you really like them. And so the retiring farmer example says, well, for three years, I'll train you. And if you're good enough, then you can go into ownership. There's no real formula we've realised, but our job is to motivate people to think about it, to change mindsets and to put as many people in front of them as, as you as possible for, you know, for Andy to know, and this is where we're moving, that there are 50 investors out there, for example, that would love to back her. I mean, that's a completely different mindset for her than she, what she was thinking 12 months ago. And I think I've got another investor oh, really? for her if she wants, uh, wants to go <laughs> <laughs> But that shifts your mindset. People don't believe ownership is possible. Therefore, don't put in the effort and don't talk to enough people. We're saying ownership absolutely is possible. The limitation is you. And once you get over yourself and once you realise, you know, you've got some documents in a team, there are many, many opportunities. So us as matchmakers, I guess, is a bit like Tinder where Tinder don't decide the match. They leave it up to you. So it's up to you to swipe left or swipe right. I don't even know which one's the right way to swipe. I like to refer um, to as eFarmony. <laughs> We, we have a section in our newsletter, which is a matchmaking service as well, we call Singles Ready to Mingle. And it's the same kind of thing. You know, you're looking for someone, we'll, we'll connect you with people who connect with us, but it's up to you to, you know, you can make the decisions for yourself given the information, the tools, the confidence, trust in, in yourself. Exactly. And, and we're not here to tell you what team you should have around you, like retiring farmers. We just say use the people you've got around you, your accountant and lawyer and advisors. Keep using them. Um, yeah, you figure out if you can wake up every morning and be happy with a decision of partnering with someone. That's the bottom line. Are you happy every day that you've connected with this person and got a, part, a business partnership with them? That's the vibe we need. And then the, the legal and technical requirements can work themselves out with, your, with the right advisors. Andy, is there something you wish you'd known before you'd started this process? Change my mindset so that don't think that someone else has got what I want, like an investor with lots of money and a farm and things like that. Change my mindset so that I've got what they want, which I'm a young farmer mm -hmm. who is keen and dedicated and really wants to put my skills and Hayden's skills into having this farm and making it work. I've got what someone else wants, which is like they've got the money, they want to invest it into something. And so that was a big takeaway that shifted my mindset and really changed things for me that I would never have thought that beforehand. I was totally in the mindset of 
I want what I want money to buy a farm, you know, and for me, that was just such a huge game changer and really kind of set us on the path that no, we can do this and we have got the skills and the expertise like we've both grown up on farms and Hayden's been managing a farm for the last 10 years and you know he's he's the best farmer I know and I've got all the world of confidence in him to do it and so we just need to convince other people to have their confidence in us as well so it was yeah but we we've got those skills that other people yeah want so anyway it was that was a big game changer for me that I wish I had known first I'm having a little chuckle to myself as I sit here and I think about what the letter now would look like that you send to the farmer next door. I feel like it would say something like, you need us to buy your farm. You you, you are making the best choice by selling us your farm. Yes, exactly. Pick us, pick us. (laughs) Slightly different perspective. Sam, what, what about you? What do you wish you'd known how do you make ownership possible for the next generation? You know, it was su- it is such a heavy discussion, and I can't. I, I guess I really couldn't believe there wasn't a pathway, or someone had already figured this out. We'd been googling and talking to people all over the world. This is a worldwide issue, and we spent many years figuring out what it is, and we've realised the solution actually is quite simple around building relationships and empowering farmers. In terms of our business model, I've wish I knew that we were were an education organisation. I think that's ultimately what we are. We are here to get farmers who want to own their farm and get alongside them and support them. So uh, if we knew that, I would have saved about three years of my life um, getting off the ground. But now we know that it works and and it happens every day. It happens every day without us. So, yeah, knowing that sharing is the bottom line, is the key point, it's the focus for the next generation to get on their farm and for retiring farmers. So that's the message I want to leave. Think about sharing. It's a normal thing in business to share to share businesses and have co-founders and co-directors. We in the agriculture industry need to embrace that more because land prices are, are high. Things are different to what it was in back in the 50s, And but it is possible to own your farm. So stick at it and think about sharing and we've got a really bright future for regional Australia. Couldn't agree more fundamentally it's all about building those relationships as the foundation and empowering through those relationships what surprised you the most about share farming probably just how easy it actually ended up being i guess that once we committed to it and we kind of went well everyone else is doing this we can do this too and there's no reason why we can't and yeah it was I guess I was surprised at just how easily it all fell into place once we committed to it and and went for it so that's a pretty nice surprise (laughs) yeah it was actually (laughs) and it just if I had have known that we could do this like we did I probably would have tried it a lot earlier (laughs) how great what about you sam i think sharing and share farming is probably the most beautiful component of what we do but also the hardest and the probably the riskiest as well in that you have this ability to build a relationship with somebody and build something together you know realize a vision for a, a farm and make money live a great life but on the flip side if things go wrong and you aren't aligned 
and you know the business has to shut down or you have to go different ways it is a it is a big thing and that risk is probably something that people don't go through thinking this because they go straight away oh what if it all fails and i don't actually like that person um and so we've always got to constantly think about from the very start what are your exits and are you being matched with someone you think you can build a business with and and that often equals time and getting to know each other before you really do sign up together so i think sharing is really great there are risks with it but those risks are not insurmountable and you just need to go with your eyes wide open but they are the stories that people love they love to hear people getting along you know retiring farmers staying on the land and making money and being able to you know share their knowledge um so it's i guess a double-edged sword in that way it is but, but- um, but it is, yeah, working together is very difficult. It can be very difficult. It can be very challenging. And I think you've made an important point, which is about being prepared to talk up front about what exit strategies might look like. I've spoken to some of the other farmers who have said it was almost a bit uncomfortable to talk about an exit strategy up front you know, but if you are going into this saying, we're just running through every possible scenario that we can think of together so that we have a plan to to take on whatever happens as we move through this journey together, you know, I think um, it was okay. It became okay for them to talk about. But uh, I think it is really important just to understand, as you say, what the risks might be and what might happen if it doesn't quite work out the way that we intend it to. And that is okay as well. Yeah. Well said. That the fact, Andy, that you just said, really, the thing that surprised you most was how easy it was. And I wish I'd done this earlier. I just want to get this story out to as many people as we can to show people that it is possible. Don't get me wrong. It was a lot of hard yeah. work, but we weren't afraid of the yeah. hard work. And and I think the, the end result made it easy. I mean, it's not going to be that easy every time, but I think because we just set our minds to it and really committed and went this is what we want nothing is going to stop us from getting it I likened myself to a border collie with a tennis ball a lot of times with with everyone in the process where I kind of they'd throw the ball and I'd come running back with it and kind of go what now what now what now what now and <laughs> get them to throw it again and it's like getting all that kind of stuff lined up and I think being so eager I think a lot of people were happy for me to have to get this farmer and kind of go away and leave them alone. Because I was every day. At least you got awareness around it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not not denying it at all. I was a pain in the neck. <laughs> yep, yep. Oh, brilliant. Obviously, we've talked about a lot of hard work and a lot of focus and having the right tools and people and resources, but also the really simple solution, which, as you say, is not new We just need to get it out there to more farmers, to more investors and give people confidence that this is an option for them. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks very much, Amanda. For more tools and resources to help you work collaboratively, head to farmingtogether.com.au or join the conversation on the Farming Together Program's Facebook page. You're listening to the Farming Together Podcast. 